0: making a podcast. My name's Arta and today I'm joined by a really exciting guest called George. George, would you like to introduce yourself?
1: I would. Yeah, so my name's George or Gio. Um, I feel like Geo is a much more interesting name than, than George. I feel like there's too many yeah. Georges in the world.
0: So many Georges. I feel like Geo yeah. Blue, which is like your handle on Instagram and your music handle, that's even more interesting because I guess <laughs> it's just your name and surname but yeah. I never realised that's what it was.
1: Cool. Um, yeah, I actually got it from my school login. Yeah, I remember I, I had some weird name before. Um and then my friend uh, it was Geo Blue 05. Yeah. Um, and then my friend was like, "Why don't you make that your your music name?" And I was like, "Yeah, go on." Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: So you make music. What else do you do?
1: So I make music, uh, I hold events, I do interviews and some other
0: some other stuff. Miscellaneous. Miscellaneous stuff, as well. more like, to come.
1: Yeah, so like I'm doing student tv I'm head of entertainment there so we make documentaries yeah so little little bits here and there
0: and me and George met because we're both at uni um, both in Manchester we met last year and I remember when we met and I followed you on Instagram I then like looked at your music and I was like oh shit that's really cool and I'm always like kind of looking for people at uni who have like their own like passions and like their pursuits that they do outside of uni I call it like their side hustles or whatever which I guess most of the time probably takes up a lot more time than what you'd normally classify as side hustle to be. But I thought your music was really good and we'll talk about it in this interview of course, but like lots of the lyrics, I would like write them down, I'd be like this is such a good lyric. And it's interesting because you study English literature and I think let's get straight into that because I feel like for a musician to, to do English literature, I feel like that must, that must help you a lot with your lyricism.
1: Um, well, first of all, thank you for the kind words about my music, and secondly, yeah, there's definitely overlaps between. I think it doesn't necessarily help. It doesn't necessarily help with my lyrics, but I think it stems from the same root of a passion for lyrics and words and poetry.
0: Yeah, and I think even in your interviews, you're like really perceptive of other people's like genres and the music that they do, and you're really able to express it well. So I feel like even in that, because I know when I did English literature at school like the analysis that goes into it was really helpful. And I would love to have a vocab as good as, I'm sure, English literature students do.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I think it all stems from the same kind of root, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. And have you yeah. ever
0: done any, like, spoken word or, like, poetry writing?
1: Um, yeah, I used to, actually. Even now, I double in, in poetry sometimes, but I, I, I never put it out because I, f- I find that it's more personal yeah. Um, so I, I also did a poetry module for university really? which I actually really enjoyed <laughs> Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, I, I used to do that more yeah. yeah, I
0: can like sense those vibes or I can also tell like with your, I guess with writing lyrics you're very conscious of also like how it sounds and like the rhythm and I guess spoken word and poetry like helps with that but also like lyrics are poetry so that would definitely help yeah, when did you first get into music? How did that um, start?
1: Well, just really quickly, just before going into that, I think, yeah, as you say, like I think that there's so much similarity between poetry and rap music. And obviously yeah. rap has a perception of being whatever, but yeah. it's poetry, but it's a more rhythmic, where the emphasis is much more on the music. Um, so, yeah. And how did I first get into music? So I remember um, just when I was much, much younger, like even eight or younger, Wow. I, I used to make rock music on garage band. I used, used to sick. love music because like, yeah. I played the guitar as well. Like, I just loved music. I can't even explain where it even came from. I just loved it. I think it was just a deep rooted passion for me, and then that evolved into making rap music um, when I was about twelve because it just made sense because I was writing short stories and stuff. Yeah. And then and then I decided to, it just made sense to transition into was rap what rap. you were
0: listening to.
1: Mostly. Uh, yeah, I remember. I it's quite a classic story, but I had one of them old iPods, and I was listening to Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, that was yeah. What, And then all my old lyrics, I remember they were just so cringe. But it was in an American accent. Oh uh, yeah, no. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and um, and then yeah, and then I I started listening to more UK artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I developed my own voice a lot more. Yeah. You know, because obviously I was twelve. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so yeah, I mean, all the
0: years that like, you put into it, mm, and what would you mm. kind of describe your voice to be?
1: Um, that's an interesting question, and also one that's hard to answer. Really hard. But, <laughs> um, to sum it up, I think, um, in music, it's It's actually really, really hard to say, but um, I, I think that I've always put emphasis on lyrics and rhymes mm-hmm. more so than. The musicality of it, I've just always been very meticulous about multisyllabic syllabic yeah. rhymes, for example. Yeah, like rhyming. You hear that word all the time of. in your interviews, like monosyllabic, yeah. yeah. multi Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna have to Google this one. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so obviously, rhyming multiple syllables. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just kind of nerded out about that because that's a whole area of like where people really nerd out about it, and yeah. I did as well. Yeah. Um, I was really into like rhyming all of this like entire <laughs> phrases.
0: Yeah. I love that. you described in an article as like a grime MC. Would you say that's like your main genre?
1: Not. I mean, not even. You know, I think it's the bulk of stuff that I've put out is grime. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. But. That
0: doesn't have to limit you though. Like that doesn't have to mean that that's all you yeah. stick to. Yeah. I mean,
1: also at the same time, that's what everyone says. Is like, oh, I don't want to be limited by. Yeah. Word. But. Um, but but maybe, I think the majority of music I've put out is grime, so yeah, fair enough. Um, but, but I've made so many other kind of things that I yeah. haven't actually put out, so yeah, yeah, well, soon.
0: soon, hopefully. Maybe, maybe soon. Maybe yeah. soon. We shall see. <laughs> yeah. And what was the process like of initially like making that music and like showing it to people? Mm,
1: um, I remember the first songs that I put out when I was very young were really bad. Um, I mean, obviously, because I was, again, yeah. I was 12, so not, it's not going to be brilliant, is it? Yeah. But then I remember when I was 14, I put out a grime tune, and I remember getting it back and being like, this is actually the first good song that I've made. And that's it did like, really cool. well. It's called Set That Pace. It's on SoundCloud. Yeah, I've listened to it. Have you heard it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I went on, I went on <laughs>
0: everything.
1: Look, <laughs> I really, really appreciate that. Um, thank you. Um, but yeah, and then it was the first time where actually people were coming up to me in school and so that was the first time I was the first actually good song and yeah. it felt really good to, to actually have that materialise and people appreciate it yeah Yeah.
0: because like when you put out a song what's your kind of preference of how you get feedback from it would you rather be like performing it live and getting like a crowds reaction or would you rather like have people messaging you or like sharing it on their stories on social media and showing it through that way do you think you have a preference?
1: Mm-hmm. I guess they're all very different, um, but I guess everyone needs a certain level of validation for the art that they create, and yeah. it's really nice to get that. Um, but I would say my music has um, an emphasis on performing. I think it works really well when yeah. it's performed. Yeah. I fucking love performing so much. Like it's yeah. my favorite thing. So when people are singing it, that like the energy in. But then again, I've also got messages before. And people telling me that my song actually really helped them through an emotional time, or articulated how they feel, and that is just the best. Yeah. As well, in a completely different way. Yeah. So I think those. They're
0: both rewarding. I can imagine the Mm. performing um, in person. That's very much a rush, and I guess kind of like height of I guess what artists think, because you do. I mean, maybe this is wrong, but like I would think you would put out music to like perform in front of a crowd and get that rush and like see your supporters and your fans but then also on the other side to help people through some really difficult things and like have people resonate it's like it doesn't have to be one or the other it can be both that are really meaningful um results of putting out music
1: yeah I think it's a really interesting subject because I think certain people will say oh I make my music for other people so that they can get through hard times whatever and I think that's bollocks like I think what's the the really good thing about it is that I made it purely, like to help myself because it was a very therapeutic experience for me. So the fact that other people resonate with that is is it's
0: an added bonus.
1: Exactly, and but yeah, so such a nice feeling to yeah. ha- to have that though. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. get some
0: of the same. Like when people message me about the podcast, and mm. you don't really realize that like your experience, you're doing it for yourself, but then like other people, of course, relate to it. And when mm. they, like, share that and share that your, like, way of kind of expressing how you've found something, when they, like, say that it really helped them through something, it really just makes it feel like you've got some kind of purpose in it. So part of what you also do is these interviews on your mm. YouTube channel. And one in particular that I think is, like, relevant here, I was listening to it this morning, was with Names Bliss. And he was mm. talking about how if people, like, put, like, 30 minutes, I don't know if it was, like, a day or a week, Into inspiring, like actively inspiring other people. Like, I guess he was talking about the industry, but I think in general, like the world would look like a much better place. And I think why that resonated with me is like when I work on this podcast and when I do this, yeah, I'm doing it for myself, but I am like seeing how it's actively inspiring other people. And I always have people like, whether they're like, oh, yeah, I want to start a podcast too now, or oh, I tried this thing that you were talking about and it actually really helped me. And I think people, when they're like authentically themselves, and they do something. And I don't think it's a bad thing to do things like selfishly, like do something because, you know, the music brings benefits for you. like makes you feel a good kind of way. Same for the podcast for me. But then when that like actively is inspiring other people, I think that's like really powerful.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And I think another thing as well is why, why I love interviewing myself is that you just get a sense of a different person's energy every week or yeah. however irregularly yeah. that you do it. And it's actually a really spiritual experience, genuinely. Even though, genuinely, even you though that sounds you get like cringe. the flow
0: state of like. Sometimes it's like really yeah. intense. I'm just like, I don't realize that I've been like making like intense eye oh, yeah. contact for like an hour, and I'm just like, wow, <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Uh, no, absolutely. It's 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 like even though it sounds cringe, it is an insanely spiritual thing because you kind of really you're interacting with a different person and going in depth with them mm. and getting their outlook on life is very enriching.
0: Yeah, like I think everyone's got. I think you can have an interesting conversation with every single person mm. like i oddly enough kind of like small talk and i kind of find like <laughs> i just feel like it's like not yeah. necessarily a challenge but kind of like you start with someone like blank slates and then you just find small things you like pick things out of their personality and i think you can generally have like an interesting obviously if you're <laughs> if you're bothered to you can have like a really interesting combo with someone and like learn something from every person so i guess you must find that with your interviews like a lot
1: well, small talk is a necessary tool in life that yeah. you have to master, yeah I mean yeah that, for the, <laughs> the deeper conversations always lead on from small talk don't yeah they? yeah got to start somewhere yeah exactly
0: and just like to I mean keep talking about your music because that's obviously such a big part of what you do I kind of want to talk about like some of the themes that you think are important to talk about, so could you tell me about the authenticity that you think is, like, important to have in music? Like, you touch on it in Wannabe Trapper and in quite a few of your songs, so just tell me about that a little bit.
1: Mm. Um. I think that's another interesting question, which is, again, really, really hard to answer off the top of my head. But I was thinking about this on the way here. I never, ever force it with lyrics. I really need it to come naturally. I can't just sit down and just, just write lyrics if yeah. it's not coming naturally. And I think... It's really important to retain authenticity, otherwise you're not gonna create something which is sustainable. People who put on a front is actually very clear. You can see through that straight away. Yeah. Um, You can just tell. But then again, it depends what you define as a front because obviously with music, it's an alter ego. But I think there's an authentic way of embodying. Yeah, I think it's for
0: like the lyrics. But, um, yeah, I guess that's just one way of doing it. Particularly in Wannabe Trapper, for anyone who hasn't, like, heard it yet, go listen, obviously, after this, um, you kind of talk about, like, social media and it, like, amplifying insecurities and how, like, some people talk about things that they're not actually, like, about, like, for example, like, dealing drugs, and then you don't really, like, rate that. I guess, is that, like, still your same kind of opinion of you want people to be talking about things that are actually, like, true to them
1: well, I think because of social media, the things which tend to jump out at people are when people are talking the most yeah. or have, saying the most ridiculous things. Yeah. So naturally, that's what it's kind that's like, what what's the most attention out. grabbing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no but but absolutely. Yeah, like, I, I don't really get what people are trying to achieve. It doesn't really do any good for the world if you're just lying about, yeah. you know. Because the fact is with music and I know that you know this if you, you're in music. People who who rap, a lot of them, not all at all, yeah. a lot of them are middle class yeah. because they've got parents in music, and that's yeah. just facts. Like that people have parents in music, people have family in music. That's like how they get to the position they're in. Yeah. So it's like you kind of see them talking about whatever, whatever, and it's like, yeah, you're just yeah you're like it's, chatting absolute waffle. It's like, so strange, <laughs> like not acknowledging the yeah. privilege
0: that like got them into the music and like trying to yeah yeah I guess portray themselves as something that they're not and, like, as if they've come from experiences that they, like, haven't really.
1: Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's quite an interesting question because I, I don't know what it was which made me kind of talk about that. It just kind of came naturally at the time. Yeah. Um, I guess you were but, quite young when you uh, yeah, made yeah, that song. Yeah,
0: and If you're in that kind of, like, London culture, so you grew up yeah. in London, right? Yeah. And, like, how did that influence um, the music? Because I guess the people you're mm. around, was it also similar people, like, making music?
1: Um, Yeah, growing up in London, the thing which really got me into music was my radio show when I was young. Around the time I made that song, so that was like five years ago, um, when I had a radio show every week. So I was interviewing a different artist every week and I was going to loads of open mics and that kind of stuff. So that's how I really engraved myself into music. And obviously living in London, you're surrounded by, I mean, there's just so many people that make music. So I think that was always very present for me. Then at the same time, though, because there's so many people around making music, it can't, it's not always necessarily a beneficial thing, because sometimes you end up watching other people, you know, people, this person doing it X, Y, Z, like, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's
0: a bit of a, like, difficult so, one to, yeah. to kind of see, because it's like, I guess a lot of competition, even if you don't really want to view it in that way, like, you yeah. can all, like, be successful making music, but I guess there is only so many, like, opportunities at times.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but I do think growing up in London is, I mean, not just in music, but just as a person, it kind of shapes you in a particular way. I think
0: London has, like, a culture to it. Yeah. So the other kind of themes that you talk about in your music, I think a lot of, like, vulnerability and relationships also, Mm. um, which I think is kind of interesting. Like, you've got a song called Whispering, and there's some really cool lyrics in there, such as, like, how come I stay the only one that it's, like, raining on, and like aimless walker trapped inside a state of trauma i really like these they were like really poetic lines but it's also i'm sure these are some of the songs that people are probably relating to a lot um and messaging you about because these are the kind of ones that are touching on like mental health So tell me about like i guess your state of mind when you were writing that song
1: um yeah i mean at that point in my life i was really in a fucked up state of mind as you can probably tell from the lyrics. Yeah. So that was like five years ago but i just wasn't doing well And music was very therapeutic to me at that point. Yeah. Yeah, I was just... Yeah, it's weird to think about it now, but, yeah, at that particular point in my life, I just had loads of stuff going on with family, whatever, and writing um, music really helped me. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: And it helped because you were, like, Getting to like put it like get it from your head to paper. Yeah,
1: like... I guess there's some there's something very logical about yeah getting it out and putting it into a structured form because even with the rhymes, it's like there's structure it's like there. And, yeah, 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 exactly. So it's kind of I think the nature of depression or bad mental health yeah. is, is inarticulatable. It's like a big mass of yeah. Ugh. But then once you get it onto, in like an articulable format. Um, Paper, yeah. lyrics, yeah. Yeah, that, speaking to someone, find, it really does help. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that can be speaking to someone, yeah, whatever. It was just my, yeah, very therapeutic for me. Yeah. I would recommend it to anyone.
0: And if you can't write lyrics and you can't sing, like I can't, get a journal, <laughs> that's what I do. Get a
1: journal, yeah, exactly, yeah.
0: Is it weird for you to look back at songs at different times of your life? Yeah, it's like a different person. It's so weird. Yeah. Because I feel like every person, like, low-key you could find, like, yourself a week ago cringe or be like, oof, wow, I've already changed since then. Yeah. Let alone to have it on a form such as a song where you're like, wow, whispering, I was 15, 16, here's exactly what I was going through. It's like a strange reminder.
1: Yeah, it's bizarre. And it all forms your character. But it is bizarre. Yeah. Like looking back and you know, I had like massive Afro laws, like <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. And most people
0: don't really have it like so publicly available. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. No, there's something really weird about it. Yeah, and obviously you change so much as a person. Like Yeah. And even uh, some
0: of the songs where you talk about relationships or exes. Yeah, yeah. That must be such a weird one because like whilst you're writing it, obviously you're in the midst of a breakup or yeah. something. And then later on, like, do you perform these songs? I feel like whispering, I'm not sure if that's the song you would perform.
1: I actually do, you know, I didn't used to, but um, now yeah. I'm not, like, yeah, because it's one of my favourite songs that I've written. Yeah. Like, I'm really proud of what I've done when I was younger. Um, so, and it's quite a nice little dip in. Yeah. Because I, I want to show that it's not all just. You know what I mean? vibes, yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. It's like a nice little interim in a performance, yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you have a song that you're proudest
1: of? Probably that song, you know. What's yeah, some? I think it's it's the best lyrics that I've written in my life. Probably. <laughs> I agree. It just I, I you wrote very, them all down. Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah, this yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I was like, pause the song, <laughs> <laughs>
0: tap, tap, tap. Yeah.
1: No, I but I, I think the reason for that is because it came from the most authentic and painful place. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's just that paradox of like the more the more fucked up your mental state is, the better your art is.
0: And in that same Mm. Names Bliss interview, he was kind of talking about how his music has shifted into, like, kind of social commentary. Do you think Mm. yours is also, like, kind of similar?
1: Uh, Yeah, I remember he was talking about that. Um, Just really quickly with Names Bliss as well, like, he's the most... He's just got such a good energy about him, innit? Yeah, yeah. Like, he's the really most like nice. enthusiastic guy. I, I actually really enjoyed love the interview, him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. even like even him, he was like, it seems like he's on one in that interview, but he's always like that as well, which is just mad. Um, I think
0: when people are very passionate like that, yeah, they have yeah, just like yeah. fire than they're like a bit restless. Exactly. I quite yeah, like yeah. it.
1: Yeah, no, I love that guy. But I've written a couple of songs that qualify as social commentary. I reckon, like, I've got a song called This Generation. That I made when I was young as well, and that's basically about social media. But I don't think it's a necessity, you know.
0: And so you also have this YouTube channel where you do Geo presents, and you interview lots of artists, but like not necessarily just artists. Mm. But some of the really cool people you've interviewed are like Kamikaze, Mister Green, Danny Sanchez, who actually went to my school.
1: Did he? Yeah. No way. Academy. Yeah, small world.
0: And you've also had on Whitey, Bo, Songa. And some of these people, like, you've collaborated with in music. And some of them are, like, just your friends. So could you tell me a bit about, like, how these interviews come about?
1: Um, Yeah, so um, the reason I got my radio show in the first place was because I was making music at the time I was about 15. And I really wanted to perform. So I just put myself on at this place called Map Cafe. And then the person who runs the radio show, which was in the same building... It was on HFM. He just happened to be there, so then he got in contact with me. So that's how I first started doing the interviews. So that was how it came about. Basically, it just felt right. Like I love um, talking to people. Yeah. So it, it, seems it like was it comes just the, the right thing as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just loved it. Like, I just love interviewing people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically. And when
0: you're, yeah, I guess from that's quite a young age to the, to be having that um, HFM show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is available on mixed cloud. If anyone wants to look, listen to that, yeah. um, to do that, and then to also be having these YouTube um interviews, yeah. and then also at uni, did you do like the Fuse FM radio? Yeah, show? yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So it's quite good to. I think it's probably quite a good skill to be able to speak like the whole time for like sixty minutes, present things, bring in songs. You were also performing on them, which I think that must have been such a buzz of energy, but also like quite high pressure.
1: Yeah yeah i just love doing it yeah and also it's it's something that's definitely improved my just people skills the show's the beginning i was obviously 15 i was young yeah i was getting all these guys on a lot of the time like they were much older than me some of them weren't my friends i was getting Uh, i was just getting them on there was like so many of them and i was trying to like keep control and they were just so much older yeah (laughs) it's just like (laughs) chaotic yeah
0: I can imagine you being in that room. And I was like,
1: like Guys. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, <laughs> we get back to I it. Like, yeah, I was small. I like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so funny, man. It was jokes.
0: So that's how the um, the YouTube channel like came about. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, what was your vision for it?
1: I guess. Um...
0: Was it like, oh, I know my friend makes music. Let's get him on. Like, I know his background's really interesting. Or was it like, oh, this person's kind of like an idol to me. Let me reach out
1: to them. Um, Yeah, it was such an opportunity for me to be able to talk to people that I previously idealised. Yeah, you look up to these
0: people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah,
1: And just get an insight. Because the thing is, again, it's like, I'm not going to pretend I'm some martyr and I'm doing it to like showcase, you know, like... Obviously, I am giving a voice to people in a certain way. But it's not like I've got some mad reach. Like, yeah. I'm not, like, do you know what I mean? I'm not Drake. Like, yeah. But I, what I just really enjoyed it. And I think that, that's what it really came down to is, like, is I just really enjoyed getting an insight into the different person's internal world every week. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, and then it's, like, suddenly I would start incorporating what people had told me. Mm. That their musical processes it was just so interesting to get so many different perspectives on yeah, how to make music life, like people were so different, do you know what I mean, the way that they see things Yeah. So, was yeah. it
0: weird sometimes interviewing people who are your friends, like yeah, you yeah, see definitely. a different side to
1: them yeah definitely um, but yeah I mean it was more of a sort of informal chat so I'll just try and not mess about too, like, yeah. do you know what I mean like, yeah, I remember interviewing one of my mates, and we were just in hysteria. It's too funny. Like, yeah. So I'll just try and keep it like a conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And is
0: there an interview in particular that maybe like stands out to you? Do you have any that mm. they gave you some advice that like really resonated?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of them, I really, really enjoyed my, the interview with Songer that I did because he's such an interesting guy. I think yeah. the thing about him, which I find really interesting is that he's very unassuming. You just wouldn't expect... Mm-hmm. He kind of seems like just like some guy, and then you talk to him, and he's just so or interesting. A whole like, world open. Deep, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. That's what I found. I found really interesting about him, and just he's very perceptive as well. Mm-hmm. I find it interesting when, especially boys, are perceptive emotionally. Yeah. Um, and are aware emotionally aware because I think is that it can be quite you? because it, it's quite rare. I think. Yeah. On a conscious level, to be aware as a boy of. Emotion and how to deal with emotion and that kind of thing, yeah, I mean, don't you, like
0: a little bit, but it's interesting to mm. like hear it from your perspective, I guess, yeah,
1: yeah, we really connected on on a kind of deep level, yeah, um and I've had some really, really interesting interviews with people, like really insightful interviews. I'm just trying to think about about who else like Kamikaze. Yeah. For example, I loved that interview. He was someone that I really admired before. Mm. And then I'm talking to him, which is, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. you've also,
0: like, had a song with him. Yeah, How yeah, How did that yeah, come yeah, about? Yeah. Was it, like, post um, that interview?
1: So I was working with this producer called Swick, and then I got this message from Kamikaze being like, I'm with Swick right now, I've just heard your song, it's hard. And then...
0: What song was this?
1: It was lingo. was the one that oh, yeah, yeah. he was on because oh, yeah. I was working on it at he was the like, time. Get me on yeah, yeah. He was like, I, and, no, no, "But he wasn't." I was like, "I've got to go." I like crossed the river. It was like four o'clock. Studio was closing. Yeah. Like six. So I was with my ex in a cafe. I think.
0: Babe, sorry. Yeah. No, no. I was like, sorry. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, with that. Then I was like, sorry. Yeah, exactly. I've got to go. I think that's so fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I paced it. Yeah went there he just patterned his verse and that's that's how we oh first met. Yeah yeah he's such a lovely guy as well like he came all the way from Leicester to do a show with me as well. Oh that's really Yeah sweet. Yeah, yeah yeah no lovely guy. Yeah. Well yeah. tell me
0: about like these kind of spontaneous opportunities in music. Uh, I do feel like with a lot of the artists that like you're friends with and that I'm kind of like aware of uh, who are like your age, our age, making like music, I can see how the like collaborations come about. But with people like Kamikaze, um and in general I guess when someone like makes a song with someone like really yeah. famous like recently a guy called Kamal made a song with Dave and that's kind of wild because he's like up and coming but then mm. Dave is obviously huge tell me a bit about how these opportunities come about and how you have to be like quite spontaneous to like, just grab it when it comes
1: Yeah I think in music and in all creative industry in life opportunities come in in waves and then suddenly there's none for a while mm. and then they'll come like so I think it's important to be open and spontaneous when they do come and ready, you know I what I mean? Yeah, that and ready you, like, exactly. on your craft, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's one of the beauty, like, it's just one of the things about life, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's unpredictable, so yeah. you've got to be ready for them.
0: And with some of these people that you've interviewed, like, that I found really interesting was the Saint one because he's obviously kind of risen to fame like yeah. this year, yeah, it's like a really recent thing. And in the comments. the people like wow this guy's really like he's gonna go global this year what's it like for you like interviewing these people and seeing like their visions come into
1: yeah it's so weird it was like i used to be on radio with all of these people Mm. who my music never took off really and the way that these lot have Mm. like i was on radio with all of these guys and now they're getting millions of streams and i to be honest i thought they were good but i never would have expected it to that extent you yeah. know what I mean Yeah. so I think some of them I don't know I, I think they're really talented people um, it's really interesting to see people's yeah. like just go from radio like being at their house making music and suddenly they're getting like tens of millions of streams I'm like it's mad yeah. but really cool to see that as well like mm. yeah because when mean, you're
0: interviewing them you're like giving them the opportunity to show a different side to them and even just explain a bit more about where they're coming from and where they, like, hope to go. So I guess it is kind of interesting to then see it materialise on that side, yeah. No,
1: yeah, really interesting to see it materialise, for sure, yeah.
0: And even your channel and the music that you make, do you feel like there's a pressure to be constantly working at it?
1: Yeah, 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 I put too much pressure on myself, Mm. for sure, yeah.
0: That's really difficult, because then if you're not working on it, you're like, oh, I should be working on it. But sometimes that time away... actually beneficial yeah
1: i suppose so yeah i I just put way too much pressure on myself to be constantly doing yeah stuff which is also a good thing though because then it's like i am you know what i mean yeah you're like working but it sounds like it's the same for you though i think so so.
0: i think it's like a lot of inner like conflict of these really high standards and this like perfectionist thinking of like you need to do this like otherwise you're going to fail or like you're just not going to really make it the way you want to make it um i don't know sometimes it's a bit more harmful than it is good but then also like i think we're young ambitious people and it's like i don't know what other way it would really be to like get Mm. to that stage
1: Mm. yeah yeah no completely completely um but then again, it's really nice to also think, well, it's fine to not utilise every single hour of the day. Yeah. I just lie <laughs> lie down and just like, relax sometimes. Genuinely. You know I mean? I've been
0: looking at my room. It's like such a nice room. I'm like, yeah. I should be here more. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, exactly. Like, especially this like last month of uni, it just feels like this pressure to fit it all in. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I get you. But <laughs> I think really it's hard. important not to feel guilty about just not doing anything sometimes. Yeah. You know, that's what I've been trying to tell myself recently.
0: Well, oh, keep telling yourself it. It's important.
1: <laughs> <word. laughs> um, Yeah, yeah.
0: And with your vision for the future, do you tend to, like, work in here are my goals for the next six months or do you have, like, a longer-term vision?
1: Yeah, I've, I've got a longer-term vision for the brand that I have. Um, mm. I want to up the event capacity, start holding them in bigger venues and carrying on with the interviews start interviewing bigger artists yeah um that's where i'm looking to go with it basically yeah yeah
0: i think that's a good leeway into like talking about your events because you've Mm. held four like geo presents events in manchester now and you've held events prior to that but like what was your first event
1: first event was yeah I, i just really wanted to put myself on Mm. Uh, so I held an event I remember because when we were 15 it was like the place to go in North London was yeah. this, that place called Map Cafe yeah. so everyone would go there on a Friday it was so big on the cafe yeah. like, it was just overrun by 15 years. oh like, they every- didn't
0: realise that's what it was like going to become
1: no they <laughs> oh, had no God. idea they, they were just innocent bystanders yeah. in the situation like <laughs> there was just all of these. It's a cafe downstairs, and then yeah. and a small event space upstairs. Oh my gosh um, And and then I was like, yeah, fuck it. I might as well hold an event there. So I did. I put myself on and a couple of other people that I, that I was friends with, hmm. and that was my first event. What um, was the pressure for that like? Well, to be fair, the, the event was quite chaotic. Yeah um <laughs> i can imagine <laughs> yeah. um but no i didn't even feel pressure i've been in some very pressurizing situations in terms of events but that first time was more just like i just want to fucking do it like i wasn't yeah really...
0: and how did you approach the cafe were you just like
1: hey I, um i forgot actually i just kind of went in and i was like can i want an event here because i like, saw an opportunity because yeah. it was like everyone was going there every friday yeah so like, and then they were like, you yeah, put on your yeah. business brain you
0: said yeah, basically. Maps Cafe, babes, think about this. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. And then, yeah, it just happened and it just went from there. Yeah. That was how I got into music, basically, yeah. That's
0: really good. And mm. then tell me about your, your ones that you've held in Manchester.
1: So the ones that I've held in Manchester, um, I was on a bit of a down because the last event that I'd held in London was a disaster, like no one came. Oh, come <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I lost quite a lot of money. And yeah. it was just like, I can't afford to lose money um so tell um, me about that
0: a little bit like who, was yeah. it like a big lineup like it was it was a
1: good lineup it yeah was, i put on that's
0: almost worse then' because it's like yeah yeah yeah. that's hard to like manage all those people
1: mm. but i think i got complacent and i didn't really promote it properly because yeah. i just thought that the lineup would bring people and this ain't how it works mm. like you need to promote you've got to be flyering blah, blah 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 yeah like do you know what I mean like employ people yeah 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 I learned a lot from that but anyway so I was on a bit of a down I was like Ugh, oh, fuck events I don't want to do events anymore it's just long yeah um, but then I just got up and I was like fuck it I'm going to hold an event here mm. um and yeah and then I held one with my friend Jamal I don't know if you know um he's called Utopia so I held an event in collaboration with him so we put on like I don't know if you know but like Isco Bowo um yeah, Rico, it was really good. It was like we yeah. made them the most money on the bar that they've ever made. Oh wow. Was this Rebellion? Rebellion, yeah. Yeah, it went really well, and that was like sparked my, do like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's really nice to start seeing money or something that you actually want to do. Yeah. So then I just went from there, basically held my fourth one the other day. How did that yeah. go? Uh, it went well. It wasn't as well as the other ones because it was exam season, is what yeah. it is. There's just a level of unpredictability with these things. Mm. that's quite difficult
0: because what like preparation goes into it so you mentioned Um, flyering you mentioned how important like promoting it is yeah talk me through the like the process
1: well people seem to think that holding events purely consists of asking people to perform yeah and that's it but it's it's, (laughs) it's stress yeah yeah it's like you gotta you you just gotta sort out the art be in contact with the venue make sure nothing's going wrong it's just, it's a lot of preparation. I do quite a lot of flyering, so yeah. I just basically target the students. It sounds a bit creepy, but Oak House. i <laughs> 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 um, like I just put them on every seat of the top deck of the bus, oh, yeah. so that when it comes back through Fallowfield, it like where everyone sees the flyers on so <laughs> the bus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now I've got little hacks basically, um, and just like scatter them. Like, I'm pretty sure I hit every table in the library the main library which took me like two hours um and obviously i don't want to seem like i'm begging it but i just i get really neurotic about it and it's your
0: event it's like your baby you want it to yeah it's like when you host a party there's enough pressure for that and that's just like like someone's house oh council's gonna come that's the biggest stress there is or like Mm. are people in the smoking area not in the like main room but Mm. an actual event that's difficult and how do you like manage people's like timetables with lineups as well Mm. I feel like that's mm. that scares me.
1: What do you mean? What scares you about it? Right.
0: About it? What scares me about hosting an event yeah. is organize because I'm a very organized person. People's timetables. It's a mixture of like different artists. They're traveling up probably right from like London or yeah, God yeah, knows. Yeah. Where. And then also like organizing your friends to come. It just seems like there's so many like different aspects of it. And like, do you mm. do it all on your own?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you see, like most event companies. Like six boys doing it, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm doing it on my own. Oh my yeah, god, which is stress, yeah, it's stress. Yeah, I remember that other night, there were just so many faces in my face. Like, I was like <laughs> just saying, This is happening, this is happening. I was like, Oh, fucking hell, like, right. got there, and then there was this fucking like. German band that had gone over time <laughs> and I was like what's going guys on guys wrap this up <laughs> like, please wrap like show me. yeah because um, we they were meant to have an hour in the middle where they basically changed from bands to, to the club night and they mm. were going over time I was like what is yeah. Anyways, so like these guys basically they left all this like bread and like, <laughs> in the green room <laughs> It was so like like we literally went into the green room and all of these guys were like taking showers and then (laughs) (laughs) upstairs like because there's there's an upstairs to the green room so there were all these like all these like goth Germans who were in this in this band apparently it was quite a famous band to be fair and they were all just taking showers coming downstairs in their (laughs) towel and I was just like yeah and it was just long like.
0: Yeah, with events. Like, there's a lot of things that are just going to have to pop up. and yeah, yeah. Especially when you're doing it all on your own. You're the one responsible for it.
1: So yeah, 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 yeah. It's
0: like a lot of pressure. Do you, like...
1: There's a lot of pressure. I mean, I
0: hope you get to enjoy the night. The the no, day, I do.
1: I know also the stress is actually quite addictive oh. as well. So I actually quite like the stress. I um, feel like
0: with all the things that you're trying to do, I guess... I guess that makes sense. Yeah. You've got to have something to, like... fuel. You, you have to enjoy you like it in order work. to do
1: it. If you don't enjoy it, you won't do it. Yeah. Like... Yeah. I actually do quite like the stress of it. It's like adrenaline, it's like it's a thrill. Do yeah. You know what I mean? And also there's such a good feeling when it's like you have packed out a massive venue. It's like, yeah, yeah I've done this. Do you know what yeah. I mean? good sense of achievement. Yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. What's the yeah. so the
0: next event is going to be on the 16th of June. Mm. What have we got to look forward to with that one?
1: I'm not going to say who's on the lineup yet, but it's going to be banging. Mm. Yeah. It's going to be absolutely steaming.
0: Is that like you shooting like Instagram DMs like come to my event? Is it like arranging?
1: I'm not even you know, going to have to tell people to come. They'll just come. Really? Yeah.
0: Wow. You take back what you said about lineup not bringing people. For this one, it's going <laughs> to... It will. That's amazing.
1: Um, well, it should do. We'll see.
0: Are you going to be on the lineup?
1: up uh, Possibly. Possibly. I feel like
0: you should be. Do you perform at any of the shows that you...
1: I used to, yeah, in London. But I haven't done it in Manchester yet. Mm. Um, but at one point, yeah, I think so. I might do. I'm holding this next event with my boy, Jake, who holds events in London. He's got a brand called Motive Hunter. Um, So I might do a set with him. Yeah, possibly. I'll see. It's a little
0: teaser, guys. (laughs) Get ready. So I quite like talking about business and, like, strategy on this podcast because it's just, like, one of my interests. Yeah. Um, And I think with events, it's quite, like, obvious that that's quite an important thing to be doing. Mm. So, like, we've spoken about your flyering. We've spoken about, like promoting it online but you have like a certain mentality when it comes to I guess like for these events like building a brand and building a, a like a niche of like what you're kind of known for with these events
1: yeah I think that events on their own aren't enough mm-hmm. um because it's, it's not actually expressing anything you're just holding an event yeah um so I think what distinguishes me from other people is the interviews yeah so, yeah, I'm putting those together, basically. Yeah. Because um, so, your
0: interviews yeah. weren't always called Geo Presents. so were... No. What were they called before?
1: It was London Underground on HFM, yeah, back yeah. in the day. Back in the day, yeah. yeah that was, well, that's quite that was, good that if it. it's a cohesive yeah.
0: thing, because that also then opens up the... Yeah, because I think with a lot of the, like, especially at Manchester, like, being at uni here, you see a lot of these, like, collectives form who host events. And I guess people go because they know the person. Like, you know, it's my friend. I'll go to their event. But just in general, to, like, have a brand name that becomes quite well-known for this is the kind of vibe of the night that you're going to get, mm. it makes people come back. The yeah, yeah, really yeah. yeah.
1: definitely, and also when it's, like, a 500 capacity venue, it's not just all your friends, is it? Yeah. You've got to have a... If you're trying to pack out 150, like, that can be your kind out of outer circle. Yeah. But 500 is, like, a different kind of gravy like you've got to really be having a far reach yeah it's mm. worked so far yeah so i'm just gonna keep on doing it basically doing
0: interviews yeah
1: yeah yeah um i'm just gonna yeah carry on with interviews events and see where it goes but i'm not really sweating about it like if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't and i'm prepared for it for not it basically just Depends on like if, if it's working after uni, then I'm gonna stay here and do it. Yeah, if it's not, I'm just gonna travel. So either way, I'll be happy. Yeah, you know what I mean?
0: Like win win situation. Yeah, and it's quite good to like take that risk. It's like, I guess it's not too much of a risk if you know that you would like the other side of it more or like still, but like, yeah, to go for it.
1: Yeah, it's also given me such good life skills, like, as I'm sure the interviewing is giving you, and also it's given me like, but the thing is with events, it's like being able to deal with all of these Proper. politics and yeah. and pulling off a night, I think, it's actually, it's stress. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't actually understand how stressful it is. Like, yeah. in the days leading up to it, and you're, like, refreshing the, the tickets. I just yeah. try and get as, not stressed about it nowadays, but it is stress. Yeah. Do you I know what I mean? It- so it's like, being able to do that, I think, actually is a really important life skill. Um, and it teaches you a lot about how to deal with people you know what I mean you always have unexpected things happening like the other night there was this guy that kept trying to come you to get into the green room hmm. and he's like yeah can we smoke in here and I was like being really aggressive as well so I was like get out like this is yeah this. you can't be here <laughs> do you know what I mean even little being put in little situations like that where you have to take charge is actually really um, helpful in yeah. life I think
0: yeah I feel like I was, like building some kind of like muscle of like resilience
1: yeah 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 exactly and just being able to deal with situations really quickly because I didn't want to go and get the bouncer to kick him out yeah you know what I mean you just got to be very yeah know.
0: that's actually really interesting because I have been thinking about recently how like when stuff comes up in life you can either like respond or like react and initially they sound like the same thing But if you react, it's more of like, oh, man, I can't believe this is happening. You could have taken, like, five minutes, let it, like, get to you. Oh, yeah. Or you could just respond in that second and get it over and done with. Mm. I feel like that just, like, snappiness to just get on with something when, you know, shit, like, hits the fan. It's a good skill. Yeah,
1: I mean, do you feel like the podcast are giving you, kind of, good life?
0: Good life skills? Skills. I think so. I feel like it's going to be important in my life knowing how to hold a conversation and how to like build relationships with yeah. people. And I don't know if I'm like fully aware of it now, but I think I am kind of creating some kind of like brand or I don't know, as grow- as I've grown up I feel like I've gotten to know myself more, as like everyone does. And I feel like you just realise like your own niche or like I'm just this kind of person. And I think when you you make music, you host these events, you become known for something. It's like you've got that personal brand. I feel like by doing the podcast, like, that's my personal brand. Mm. And, like, someone doesn't have to, like, get to know me for very long. They can kind of just swipe and see what I do. And be like, oh, cool. That's the vibe. I'm either with it or I'm not. So I feel like that's quite interesting. Mm. It would be interesting to see in, like, five, ten years where life takes us. I want us to talk a bit about lockdown. Yeah. Because it kind of worked well and not well for you. Because I think, obviously, hosting events, a lockdown would have killed that. But then lockdown also meant that you presenting online was such a perfect opportunity. So kind of mm. tell me about that.
1: Yeah, so because there was fuck all to do, I thought might as well just start doing Zoom interviews. Yeah. So yeah, so you're right. So events got fucked, mm. but then I just started doing Zoom interviews, basically. Yeah. Um, so it was a, yeah, perfect opportunity for that. Yeah. It's um, interesting,
0: like, the pivot that yeah, like, you took, yeah. but it worked well.
1: It was a good, it was actually a good opportunity to do that. Um, and also, I really wanted to have some sort of purpose mm-hmm. uh during lockdown, so it was perfect for that, yeah, yeah, and
0: but you also it, wouldn't have been able to like perform your music, like what impact did that have on you like making music?
1: I kind of killed my passion for it, to be honest yeah. um I think naturally, as I've got older. My passion for music is kind of... Like, making music myself. I just do it for fun now. Yeah. But it's kind of... I don't take it seriously anymore. Yeah. Um, but I think lockdown definitely had an effect on that because su- I just got such a rush from performing. So, that them two years where well, yeah. I couldn't do that it was peak, yeah. Yeah, I uh, think those
0: two years really, like, shifted a lot of people's, like, long-term motivations. They're mm, like, yeah, that's it, I really think it
1: deteriorated people's social skills yeah like and
0: certain ambitions I think yeah how how
1: did you find it lockdown
0: you know what I found it because I was I started the podcast in lockdown and like I was really on it all the first year yeah so it kind of worked well for me but also like in terms of my long-term ambition it kind of made me like take a step back and realize I'd rather like just chillax and live a bit more of a softer life than like before I think I wanted yeah like I still want to like have an intense like career like really bang it out mm. but then I also have like a lot of relax yourself babes kind mm. of thoughts so I think yeah. that's like a good thing from lockdown
1: mm. yeah no I get you I get you yeah
0: so obviously you were making music before you came to uni yeah was there ever a point where you were thinking you're gonna pursue music full-time and not come to uni
1: um Mm, yeah I think there was definitely points where I thought that but my, again my music never really took off in the same way that some of my peers did mm. Um, which is fine it just yeah. didn't really happen so it's kind of on to the next thing then so if music had worked I, I kind of had a vision of being like kind of grime-ish sort of bringing grime back it kind of didn't really work it wasn't really and that's fine like it, but it that, that is that I mean? like
0: a point of view that thought, like, you should, like, continue and, like, stick it out and, like, your break will come at one point, like, when you just well, continue? Well, I think
1: people say that, but the thing is, what people don't understand is, like, I think that there's just so much more to life. Yeah. Like, I can take that music passion and transfer it to, like, I don't know, like, screenplays or something. Like, I want to, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I want to do other shit. Like, I think music can be quite limiting, to be honest, especially the state of UK rap music now I don't find it very stimulating to yeah. be honest I love NUX I love certain people I think NUX is incredible yeah. his lyrics are amazing but the things that are popping in the UK at the moment are just kind of like don't are know, they doing it for you? not really not yeah. really I don't know yeah and so, with
0: come into university, yeah. I feel like that's also a, quite a big benefit of you wanting to go into events because yeah. that's a huge audience of yeah. like, potential customers who are all very like-minded and like not only would you like have those good relationships with them, and that can be inspiring for you, but also from the business side of it, mm. I feel like uni is probably quite a good opportunity to, to be starting those events.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, in London, I was doing 100 capacity, 150. Yeah but um uni yeah it's like 500 like,
0: that's incredible
1: so yeah it's a scalable operation yeah at uni like because there's so many students here yeah there's and mad. every
0: year new students
1: mmm no freshers <laughs> <laughs> yeah but no, obviously <laughs> that will put me out of contact do you know what I mean so yeah. I've, I've got to find a way to like know what's going if I'm going to carry on yeah I was thinking like how am I going to keep on top of like mm. you to get on student DJ as well
0: and in terms of your self-promotion throughout yeah your music radio shows events now do you think you like tend to go for a certain strategy because I was looking kind of looking you up and I saw like when you were younger you'd post into like the basement like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. How how old did you know that because I'm in it. So I saw... Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Literally scattered, That's crazy. scattered everywhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks for stalking so deeply. I appreciate it. I'm a Scorpio.
0: <laughs> it comes naturally.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
0: Yeah, so I was just kind of looking at that and like...
1: Yeah, that was another thing that I didn't mention was The Basement was what made my early songs do really well. Yeah. So they actually got views and loads of comments from The Basement. Yeah. Is what really is Basement?
0: Cool. How would you describe it? like
1: a fashion group, but it's...
0: Yeah, it's like a fashion group on Facebook. They've got quite a big... I think that's when, like, drops would happen for, like, Supreme. It's kind of like the group chat that people would be like, yeah. I'll be lining up for Supreme. <laughs> but um, with your, like, promotion on, like, social media, yeah, how do you kind of approach that?
1: I suppose I really don't like being on Insta mm. or social media, but you have to if you're doing events and stuff you just yeah. do yeah right so i just try and spend minimal time on it but do my promo yeah Like post about events and stuff like that but i hate it i hate it the insta i'm
0: not gonna lie i hate the it's insta part of podcasting it's yeah. like and you have to use it yeah yeah running a social media page luckily yours is i guess just attached to your instagram yeah i mean the geo presents is separate but quite hard to like make a cohesive feed like i feel like that's a whole new skill set that's come about because of social media that you really if you want to like make it in these like business kind of things or even just like the self-promotion kind of things you have to really be quite good at it and it's quite hard
1: yeah i think when yeah when we when we're up we can outsource it to someone else yeah i'd much rather do that honestly
0: oh yeah like even i guess now you probably have to do like facebook ads or instagram ads for your events yeah
1: yeah yeah i really don't like it because it just sucks you in and then you start looking at people's stories they want to see
0: yeah that's quite a funny paradox of like you need the social media to like thrive in what you're trying to do yeah they're like the mafia
1: because they make themselves a necessity Mm. it's like when the mafia knocked on people's doors and were like will protect you for a fee, but then if oh. you don't, then we will attack you. Do like, <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, like you're trapped either way. You're
1: trapped, yeah. So I, I just try and keep my time on social media minimal.
0: Mm. Yeah. What kind of skills do you think you've like picked up from hosting your events, aside um, from resilience, which I think is a big one, <laughs> and just being able to do with people shit. Yeah, I think yeah,
1: resilience is a massive one, like being able to turn up to my own event and there's no one there and picking myself up. And be and okay, not, not, yeah. Yeah, not be too hot. like just Having a thick skin. Yeah. I've sold this many tickets. I don't care. Look, it is the way it is. I've done my best to promote this. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. Um, I think spontaneity. I just love putting on parties. I really like it. Yeah. is <laughs> that I find it really thrilling, basically. I think... Um, because you've got to book hotels for people and, like, got to sort out all of this stuff. You've got to just take charge, basically. Yeah. Um, so I think that's something which it's taught me. It requires much more organisational skill than I inherently have. So I have to... But it's going to force you to get there. It for- forced me to be organised, basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so with these events that you host... Yeah, yeah. What do you think is your proudest moment?
1: Um... I think not necessarily my proudest moment, but one of my last events. I got this guy called Emzo on, he's a rapper, mm. and um, it was his first show, and he's so good. At the moment I heard his music, I yeah. was like, "This guy. There's just something about him which is which is sick. Like his his voice is just so musical. He's just really got something. He's one of these people that really just has something. So I got him on, at, and he's he's barely got any listeners. Yeah. So I got him on. And the whole vibe of the night was just... Like, it's just something that you can't expect. The whole vibe was just amazing. Like, he performed, and he was just so appreciative of it. People really enjoyed his performance. You just see his passion. Like, he just loved performing. There was just something, like... It was just such a good night. And I think there was just something really wholesome about it. Like, he was just so grateful that I put him on. And I love that. Like, normally people aren't very grateful. There's, like... So, yeah, yeah, so it was really nice to that, you know what I mean? And just meeting you, meeting people, I love that aspect of it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Your whole like brand, like Geo Presents, it's got a very like cohesive, like community vibe to it. Yeah. It's like you're really bringing people together and it's kind of like you at the center of it, which I think is really cool because. It's you interviewing these people and then you like bringing them to these shows or mm. then like having this line up and then you bring in like these uni students who maybe yeah. don't know all these people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like you're really like creating a culture, which is kind of interesting. Oh, thank
1: you. I appreciate that a lot.
0: Well, I, yeah, I think you are. Because I feel like yeah. then from London, I feel like we've seen those kind of cultures. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of interesting to then like almost like start that up yourself.
1: Yeah, I guess people don't normally put rappers on as well, that's something else, like, people just like to only put DJs on, but that's, my, I think, my thing, is to put but rappers you know on. that is really true, so, mm, that yeah. makes
0: a difference, yeah, because all these, like, DJ ones, I'm like, if I don't like someone's set, yeah. like, that's a boring 15 minutes. And it's
1: such a different experience as well, like, yeah. it's such a nice, it's so nice to have a break from DJs and to have an actual performance, Yeah, you know?
0: Yeah, that's a really good point actually. Yeah. That's like quite a good niche that you've got.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because
0: it's like you're you're at concert almost. And concerts always have like, this special vibe to it. Mm,
1: for sure. And I think that's one of the things that made that night so special was was that like Emzo that the guy I put on was just so like clearly like passionate. You mm. know what I mean? Like it just worked so well.
0: Fabulous. Sixteenth of June people.
1: Sixteenth, yeah, 16th of June. At for Rebellion? Anyone listening, yeah, at Rebellion. Be ready or Obviously face the ready. consequences. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I think that's all for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been really great having you on and talking about your music. I guess I didn't really realise that you'd like, shifted away from it, but I think it's really great that you're like shifting towards events. I think it makes a lot of sense mm. and I think you're going to have a lot of success in it. And I've really enjoyed interviewing you. So thank you for coming on. Do you want to tell the people where
1: they can find you? Um, yeah, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on as well. I, I really, really appreciate the amount of research done. It's so, so lovely. Um, and, uh, yeah, you're a really sick interviewer. So, yeah, also, like, keep doing what you're doing. I'm sure that you'll have success um, in this. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so you can find me at GeoBlue, uh, G-E-O-B-L-U-L-D-N on Instagram. Yeah.
0: And if you're in Manchester, come on the 16th of June.
1: Like you got, you got to be you've there got on the 16th there now. of June. You got to, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. Thank, really you. It.
0: thank you for listening, everyone. If you want to check out the podcast Instagram, it's at the Making It Podcast. But I hope everyone has a great week, and thank you for listening. Bye.